0: Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Saga. I'm a 35-year-plus spondy looking to bring the community closer. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. You know, it's been quite a while since I put out a new episode, and I'm really really sorry about that. Uh, it wasn't intentional. I just had a few things come up and something had to give. And for the time being, it was this podcast. So I'm hoping to get more relevant content out to uh, you listeners uh, as we go forward. So I do apologize about the the disappearance there for several months. But I think you might like this episode. This is uh, all about sex. So again, if you got little ones around, you're going to want to make sure to put them out of earshot. Uh, who I have going to have on this episode is Susan Bratton. She is considered the dear Abby of sex. You know, she's a problem solver for sexual situations and she extols wisdom that comes from, you know, helping sexual seekers with her reality based, you know, modern 21st century theories and solutions. She writes books, publishes online sexual home study programs, does TV appearances. You know, she speaks from stages and she has an amazing. Uh, and I'll tell you, she, with over 150 plus videos, very sexy YouTube channel and Instagram feed, and the energy to perk you up and uh, you know really give you more hope, because that's what those of us with ankylosing spondylitis need—is some hope that you know we can lead as normal life as possible. Susan gives actionable advice that any of us can take right to the bedroom. I'm thrilled to have her on the show, and she has a free gift for any of us. Uh, today from Amazon's number one international bestseller, Sexual Soulmates, called the Sexual Soulmate Pact. And I'll have the link to that in the show notes. It's sexualsoulmatepact.com. Here we go. Enjoy the show. And with that introduction, we have Susan Bratton here on the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. Susan, welcome to the show.
1: Jason, I am so happy to talk to you today.
0: I'm excited because this is a topic for anybody listening. If you've got kids, if there's not speaker buds in and there's there's little kids around, you might want to tell them to leave the room or put some earbuds in because today, Susan's expertise and one that I was really wanting to pick her brains about is revolving around sex. And with ankylosing spondylitis as it affects your spine, as it affects hips, back, neck, everything. Personally, my loss of mobility made certain things no longer possible. And so I just started to improvise. And one of the things I, I really want to hear from you about, Susan, is as a man, you hear the, gosh, I don't ever want to incorporate toys or any type of that in because that seems to be a reflection of me, but it's not. And so by expanding that, it really took relationships that I had and opened them up and moved them into to levels that I had never known before. With that, I turn it over to you because you're, you're the expert and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say today about the different aspects of sex, intimacy, and how we can look for some mobility issues to incorporate things and some of your writings that that the readers and listeners can get at.
1: Great. All right. So there's a couple of high level things I want to say. The first is that whenever anyone has any kind of a health issue, it can be ankylosing spondylitis, it could be anything. The most important thing to remember is that your sexual vitality is directly tied to your quality of health. And so the better you feel, the sexier you feel. All of the things that hold people back from having the intimacy and the sexuality that they crave are either mental or emotional or physical issues. They can be things like illness. They can also be things like religious repression, lack of knowledge and fear, those kinds of things, or abuse and being shamed. There are a lot of things that impact not only someone who has a genetic disorder like ankylosing spondylitis, but things happen in almost everybody's life that that impact their sex life negatively. So one of the things that I want to say to you today is that even if you feel like you're unique and different, (laughs) <laughs> you're not really everybody's running around with fears and illnesses and emotional issues that they're managing as well the second thing that i want to tell you is that sometimes people who have genetic disorders or health issues feel like they may be less lovable or less desirable because their physical health has been impacted and i want to let you know that i don't believe that there's some that there's someone out there for everyone i believe that there are many people out there for everyone there are a lot Lot of people that are real caretaker-oriented. And they don't mind at all being with someone that has some kind of, let's just call it a health disability of some some kind or another. They actually enjoy being a person that supports someone who is compromised. Not only that, but my number one best-selling book is called Sexual Soulmates: The Six Essentials of Connected Sex. And I don't believe in soulmates. <laughs> what I say in the very beginning of my book is that anyone can become your soulmate, that instead of thinking that there's a soulmate out there for you, you actually can co-create being soulmate for each other. Soulmates are made, not just out there waiting. So if you are holding yourself back in any way from intimacy and connection because of your situation, I want to encourage you by telling you that number one, there are a lot of people who would love to love you and be close to you. And number two, there are a lot of people who are very, Willing to work around and compromise and come over, come under. My husband Tim, his nickname is River, and we call him River because one of his employees named him that because he's the kind of guy that uh, the river always finds its way to the ocean. You can over, you can go under, you can go around, you can go between, but you can always get to connection and intimacy and sexuality. They look very, very different across the population as to what works for any. Any individual person. So you do everything you can do. Ask for everything that you want because there are people who want to give it to you if you just tell them what it is. So I wanted to say those things right off the bat is that a lot of people are working at a deficit in a lot of different ways. The next thing that's been on my mind to talk about with you, Jason, is props. You talked about sex toys, and I definitely want to get into that because I'm about to go into the studio and record a whole video series on healthy sex toys for couples. So we could, I could definitely talk to you more about that and do a little deep dive. But before that, what I want to talk about is that I'm 57 years old and I attract people of all ages from 19 to 99 around the world across the gender spectrum. So a lot of my customers are old farts like us. <laughs> and I personally don't feel old at all. I have have I have so much energy and I'm feeling great in my life right now. But there have been times when I have been ill. And in the 27 years that I've been married to my husband, we have always found ways to figure out how to be intimate. And it has included a lot of compromise and a lot of propping and pillow positions. So in our bedroom, we have probably eight fluffy pillows. I have a cabinet and I throw them all up on the top of it. We have eight big pillows. We have pillow rolls. We have neck pillows. We have something called a Zafu, Z-A-F-U, which is actually a buckwheat-filled meditation pillow that's very good for sitting up on as a prop. There are also things like the Liberator products, which are kind of these hmm, drapey sex chairs and things. And one of the things that I really love to do is use a lot of propping and pillows when we make love, because love making. a lot of people are under the assumption that to get someone aroused, you have to stimulate them and move them up the arousal ladder. And and you do. But the misnomer is that that's kind of this, this line that kind of goes straight up in the air. When in reality, our nervous systems are built such that we have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic part of our nervous system. And you can't really get aroused until you've relaxed. They always say stress is the killer of sex lives. And it is true. So, one of the techniques that if you'd like later on in the show, I can share with you is something called the soulmate embrace, which is a very, very good way to get close, calm down, co-regulate your nervous system, syncopate your heartbeat, slow your breath, look into each other's eyes, really get connected and relaxed together before you begin the process of arousal. And then the process of arousal actually looks like a stair step, stairs going up. You take yourself up a little and give yourself and your system a little break. You take yourself up a little and give yourself a little break. A lot of people feel in a hurry to get to sex, to get to even intercourse, which is some people say the holy grail of sex. Some people say it's the white male patriarchal view of sex. I personally think that men and women were made to fit together and that lovemaking is a learned skill and that intercourse is one of the most beautiful things that a man and a woman can share. So I think that learning how to do it well is important. People who say that it's not the be all and end all, all of sex just really have never had great intercourse. That's like people who say or that they don't like oral sex. They just haven't had good oral sex yet. So if there's something that's not right for you, just keep practicing it because these pleasures and these connections of lovers are really important. And the propping and the relaxation is ground zero for the beginning of lovemaking. And the more that you can completely relax with each other, the more that you're comfortable, the more that you're not holding. Holding up a leg, or propping up an arm, or on your knees the wrong way, and you should be actually sitting on a zafu, or kneeling on three pillows, or putting a bolster behind your back, or a bolster behind your neck. When you go into a position, a lovemaking position of any kind, whether it's oral or intercourse, or even just holding each other, putting more and more pillows and props around the two of you so that you're resting in a nest of props and you're completely comfortable, and you're comf- you're comfortable enough to tell your partner any adjustments that you need to make. Make, that, that you're listening to your body and in every moment, listening to the wisdom of your body to get yourself into total relaxation is a good mindset to bring into the bedroom.
0: Well, and I think you hit something very important early, which is the compromise. And especially for the person that has the AS or fibro or rheumatoid arthritis, it doesn't really matter yeah. what you have. It's all the same. If it At hurts. The pain level, yeah. it's just, it is the compromise. If you have a partner that's not of a caregiving nature, or your partner knew you from previous to when any of this onset came on, and he or she now doesn't want to deal with it. They're going to have to learn compromise. They You're have to
1: learn, teach them compromise.
0: Right. They have to be yeah. open to it. You have yeah. to teach them what it is, and you have to teach them that sex. And this is something I found out really in in my last relationship is that sex is more than just intercourse, mm-hmm. and it's whatever the two individuals want to make of it. Yeah. So if I was in excruciating pain or I was having a bad back or, or anything and my my wife at the time was feeling randy then I just had to learn how to best accommodate her and I'll tell you what I've recommended this as we said with toys is there was one called the womanizer yeah. and for somebody with a bad back like myself that is very easy to throw it out you could still stand on the edge of the bed engage with that womanizer touch, caress provide the intimacy that she wanted and needed and that I like to give and still everything was taken care of because she was willing to compromise and realize that sex didn't have to just be intercourse, that that was part of it sometimes and other times it wasn't. But I've recommended that toy tool, whatever you want to call it, to a number of people and have not had any negative feedback on it. As a matter of fact, my ex might not like me saying this, but I think she's on her probably second or third one. She's burned them out from, you know, the (laughs) use. So they are very good. And as a, as a man coming into it, don't let that make you feel even worse because what you're really doing in, in my case was I was giving her the intimacy and the pleasure she needed. She really didn't care how she received that. It was that she was receiving it with me. Yeah. And that was what, that's what led her to it, not the structure of how she got it, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, and the womanizer is so much fun. There are so many great sex tools out there. There are some really fun ones. Well, I'll tell you one of the ones that I'm going to be doing a video on. I hope we can get this thing hooked up in the studio tomorrow. A sex swing. You were mm-hmm. talking about standing up and pleasuring her. Um, that that worked well for you for your back. A sex swing. If you, put, if you put your partner in the swing, then they're moving around free and totally relaxed. And you can meet them and play with them and kiss them and fondle them and make love to them and go down on them. You can sit in a chair in front of them. I mean, a sex swing is a really good couple sex toy.
0: <laughs> Those are fantastic. As is, you mentioned, liberator furniture. Yep. They make one that for again, I'm I'm going back to my experiences but with your videos that'll just you know push it over the top is what do they call that uh, yoga chair yoga lounge something of that nature and trust me it's a big piece of furniture because It it, it comes in a box about the size of a laptop and as soon as you pop that vacuum seal off of it the thing just blows right up but what a fantastic item and again for somebody like myself that has the back issues you can sit on that lay on that and it really is a very supportive item that was fantastic to find and I'll have a link to it in the show notes but you can find them on eBay you can find them from deliberator.com the there's a number of places you can find them
1: yeah they're all over the place there's another really cool one that I've been uh, interested in lately it's there's a company called hot octopus with two s's and they have this thing that it kind of looks like a little manta ray and what they've invented the world's first guy braiders. and it's really good for men that are unable to com- be, get a com- complete erection get a complete erection they have um, issues with achieving or maintaining an erection and it has has this little plate so it's almost this little kind of um, oval tube if you will that's open on both ends And you slide your penis in there and there's a little plate on the bottom that taps the frenulum, which is the most sensitive part of a man's penis. And it helps him gain his erection and gives him pleasure even when he's flaccid. And then she can get on top, kind of what you would maybe call cowgirl sex position. And there's a vibrator on the top of it that's for her to sit on. And you can essentially have girl on top Missionary or cowgirl sex, and she can enjoy grinding on the vibrator on the top, and he is inside that device, and he's feeling the vibrations underneath on his frenulum, and that is a very nice toy for couples to make love in situations where he can't achieve penetration because of erectile dysfunction. Which you know, there's so many causes of erectile dysfunction, and a lot of men have it. Um, a a lot, a lot, a lot of men have it. Another issue that a lot of guys have is premature ejaculation. One in four men have what they feel is premature ejaculation. They want to last longer. And this is a really good toy for guys because it will bring him up slowly without too much stimulation. And the longer he can take to gain an erection, the less he'll be likely to climax earlier than he wants to and she can be enjoying her pleasure while he's enjoying his pleasure and then they can also have penetrative sex and it can last longer. That's a really neat thing too.
0: Sure. Yeah. Now I've heard the woman, one of the developers or one of the owners of Hot Octopus uh, speak a number of times and I believe they started that company with the idea of combating erectile dysfunction and it's kind of just grown from there. So that's neat here and a lot of medications that are available and prescribed for ankylosing spondylitis, arthritis, the pain meds. They cause those type of items in men. I, I don't know what they cause in women, but I can tell you from a man's side, they do cause a lot of ED issues. That's a side effect that's listed on almost all the medications. And uh, so it's something that I know a lot of guys have to combat, have to consider, have to deal with on top of just the pain, uh, especially if they're in a fusing state or they're newer to this disease and it's, just, and it's in your hips and it's painful. You're not gonna wanna have the treatment Traditional missionary position where you're doing all the work, so to Chip speak, flexing, yeah. because it's just too painful. So yeah. it's it's really a different time compared to when I was first diagnosed and this stuff was all just non-existent, wasn't even a thought in somebody's head. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting. And I know there's toys that, I don't know if it's Hot Octopus or Liberator, one of them, but there's different toys that can be used remote control where you control by the phone. And it's the <laughs> whole thing about building up that intimacy, whether it starts with text early, in the afternoon and you get that whole level of intimacy started well before you actually hit the bedroom.
1: Yeah, you're good at that. That's great. That's so important. Yeah, especially for women. We, you know, so much of our turn on is in our minds and we really need to be romanced and seduced and, you know, all of those kinds of things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you you just, like I said, you work with what you have. Yeah. That's as as a guy, you, you try to adapt yeah. and overcome. Yes. Now, with that, because the pain levels can be such, one of your things with your sexual soulmate books is again it doesn't necessarily have to be just penetrative sex the intimacy becomes very important especially to somebody that thinks they're broken somebody that thinks that they they maybe don't deserve a partner in their life that's when that other partner really needs to to, in my opinion step up at that particular time and provide the intimacy to let them know that they're there they're with them they're not going anywhere and how is how does your book talk about that
1: well there are a couple things. I think this is the moment where I'd like to share two things with you. You pick which one first. I'd like to share two techniques. One is the soulmate embrace that I talked to you about, which is the grounding and calming, increasing oxytocin, feeling close and intimate. And then the other is something called the sexual soulmate pact, which is really about acknowledging how you feel in the moment and sharing that with your partner, having an open line of communication where each partner feels really, really good about getting feedback. Which would you like to start with?
0: Probably the feedback, because I I think that's one of the biggest aspects of any type of, of disease is you internalize items, you hold them back, you maybe become afraid to discuss with your partner or even if you don't have a partner, how it can restrict you from wanting to date and where I think I've seen people that become bitter, vicious, and an actual turnoff to others when there's others that want to help them. So I I think that's probably a great spot to start.
1: Okay, so the sexual soulmate pact works like this. It's an agreement that you have with a partner and it's based on the fact that women especially and people who are going through any kind of illnesses also are different every day. And some days a person, might feel like a lamb and sometimes they might feel like a lion. And it just depends on the day. Women generally are very cyclical in nature because we're more hormonal. We ebb and flow with the moon. Not that men don't, they do too. It's just not as strong a pull in them, their hormonal ups and downs. There are times during women's cycles when they're more sensitive and times when they need more strong stimulation. And there are times like that for everyone, men and and women alike, people across the gender spectrum. So what the Sexual Soulmate Pact does, is it actually an- acknowledges that we are animals. And especially during lovemaking, when you let go of your rational mind, when you stop worrying about how you look or thinking about things you have to do in the future or worrying about things in the past, when you're actually completely present, you're very much embodied, you're in your body, you're feeling your partner, they're feeling you, you're connected to each other. You're getting lost in each other. That's a real hallmark of the of a depth of intimacy is when time goes away, the world drops away, and you're just enjoying the interplay of the moment between the two of you. To get there, one of the most important things is that your body is comfortable and not telling you, ooh, ow, or you're on my hair, or that's too hard, or I need it harder. Um, when You can realize that you're different in every moment, and what worked yesterday wouldn't necessarily work today. That you have an agreement between you and your partner, that there's no such thing as failure, that feedback is what helps you get better. And when you can tell your partner exactly what you need in the moment and it goes both ways, um, that's when sex gets really good together because each person is comfortable knowing that whatever's happening is good because nobody's saying it's not. And if it's not right in the moment, one of the partners says, okay, uh, can you do this for me? Or can you go lower? Or can we flip around? Or my knees are aching or whatever it might be. And you just adjust. And the thing about the sexual soulmate pack that really makes this work is not just the acknowledgement that we are really just little furry animals and that we're different in every day and every moment, but that we're eager for the feedback and appreciative of it. So when a person, one partner or the other says, hey, um, can you get, can you grab me a towel? Or um, can you go back and shave this little hair on your penis that's bothering me? <laughs> you know, can you just pop into the bathroom and whack that thing off because it's scratching me? And the partner says, oh yeah, thank you. Sure. Hang on. I'll be right back. And comes back in two minutes. Okay. Where were we? What do you want to do now? Um, it gives each of you the freedom to say what you need because you're always getting a thank you for doing it. The sexu- The, the The brilliance of the sexual soulmate pact isn't, yes, we're animals. It isn't, yes, we like feedback. It isn't, how could you know that you were doing it wrong? There is no wrong. There's only what I needed. It's not that. It's the thank you. And some guys are like, oh, so every time my woman tells me something, I have to go, thank you. Well, that's going to emasculate me. And I say, oh, just the opposite. A man that says, thank you, baby, tells that woman that he's confident enough to take feedback, that he has her best interest in mind, that he wants to know how to give her ultimate pleasure, that he's in gratitude for her taking the risk, tell him the things that she needs, and that he's hungry and wants to know how to pleasure her. And it could be the other way around, but in the masculine, feminine dynamic, often men are, you know, if they get a piece of feedback, they'll be like, I know, you don't have to tell me, you know, they get really defensive. Women are a little bit easier about taking direction than men are generally. And so when the guy says, thank you, when you know he got you, when you are appreciated for giving that feedback, it just accelerates the amount of pleasure you two can co-create. So the sexual soulmate pact is one of the most powerful things, and you can teach it to a person in just a few minutes. The first time you make love with them, if you're dating and you're, this is not someone that you've ever had sex with before, it, to me, it's one of the number one things to teach someone so that you can have really great sex together.
0: Yeah, set those ground rules at the beginning, so to speak. And I, I agree because what your one partner might like, and again, I'll use from my standpoint, what your previous lady you were with might like, this woman might not like. And if she's confident enough to tell you what she does like, then you can adjust your own and be happy on both. And I go back, I think in your your teens and 20s, from a man's standpoint, you don't know what you're doing. And you're too probably prideful to even accept feedback. Your 30s, you're maybe a little bit more willing to accept feedback, but as generally as the kids are going, you're running and all over the place you, and there's less sex to begin with. Your 40s, the kids might be moving out of the house or teens and, and they go from being those little, you know, time vampires to where they can't stand to be around you and you really start to, if you'll open your mind up and discover and listen, you'll you'll really start to discover that there's a lot you can learn and just little, it's not massive changes. From my standpoint, it wasn't that I had to go out and reinvent myself completely. It's just a matter of I had to start listening a little more closely and adjusting a little thing here or there. And it, it really made all the difference, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Your sexuality is a lifelong, pleasurable pursuit and you get better and better in bed. The best lovers are in their 80s and 90s. They really know what they're doing. They've gotten very good. If they have spent their life making love, they are the best lovers there are. So that's one Nice thing about getting old is you get to be a better lover.
0: <laughs> They're too old to remember what good or bad is. <laughs> I no, hope Just not. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Be the single guy in a nursing home and you're probably going to be in good time, a good spot.
1: High demand. Very high demand. A guy, yes, definitely.
0: I had a client years ago. Oh, At this time, I would have been in my early 30s and he was 71 or 72 and his wife passed away. And I happened to have to deliver some paperwork to him that dealt with his wife's passing. And as I was sitting there, I kid you not, two ladies knocked on the door, both bringing dinner. And I looked to them, and I said, what in the hell is this? And he was just, he was a good guy. We had a great relationship him and I talk he goes that's a casserole brigade he goes if there's only two of them that show up today I'll be surprised he goes they'll be coming in droves and I love it. He was yeah. he was fantastic. He told me he goes, I could eat every night of the month at somebody else's house. And he goes, I'm not good looking. He says, I'm just alive at this point, and that's what <laughs> that matters. So yep. It was uh, it was quite interesting. But you know, with with again the AS or rheumatoid or, or any of those, uh, once you move in and you've got that pact and that that um, bond, that trust, how do you move into the embrace part, the the soulmate next embrace. soulmate yeah. embrace?
1: The soulmate embrace is a really really really, really sweet experience. Couples don't spend enough time ho- holding and being held. One of the most common things that happens is that people go from platonic to trying to have sex with each other and don't spend any time in the, in the between space of just being intimate and close together. And there are a couple of things that I think are really, really nice. And one is just massaging each other a lot during those evenings that you're ne- not necessarily going to, to make love. Whatever making love is for you as a couple. Head massages, face massages, hand massages, foot massages, back massages, anything, any part, whatever needs it, taking turns. You get good at massaging over the years. It's really nice to snuggle in bed, watch a movie, and take turns massaging each other so that you're creating oxytocin and generating love and connection and making each other feel good. So a regular massage couple's practice, I think, is very, very important and that includes genital massage both for him and for her and it doesn't need to lead to more than that sometimes it's just nice to have your genitals stroked and touched without expecting that it goes further to anything else so having those kinds of touch techniques is very good but before getting to those, a lot of times just being held and holding is a really beautiful thing. And the soulmate embrace takes a hug to the next level. Think about it as a melting hug. The in this case, I'm going to use a uh, A man and a woman. This can be any two people across the gender spectrum, but it's just easy if I say the man and the woman, because what that means is the masculine and the feminine. One person takes the masculine role, one person takes the feminine role. The masculine is the holding, and the feminine is the allowing herself to be held. So you lie down together, preferably on the bed, face to face. She lays, if it's comfortable, in his arm, in the crook of one of his arms, with her head around his shoulder. Now you want to get all your pillows and props out and you want to put a pillow behind your back and you want to put one between your legs and you want to put one under your neck or on his shoulder so you can rest your head on it so your heads are a nice height or whatever needs to be done so that you can be completely held and relax completely together. And then as he's holding her, he might have one hand around her shoulders and one hand on her lower back, the sacrum, the sacred area. And he is pulling her a little close and just really creating a, a frame that she can relax into. And as she starts to relax, what usually happens in a hug is that a person holds the other. And when they go, ah, oh, the hug ends and he lets go. What I say with the soulmate embraces, when she goes, ah, oh, you pull her a little closer. And over time, you're pulling her a little closer. You're giving a firm pressure to her lower back. If she wants her shoulders to be squeezed, or she wants it around her wings, or she wants it a little lower on her back, what? or you move a few times and you just get, could you go a little lower? Could you go a little higher? Could you put a little more pressure? She's giving feedback about how she wants to be really hold, held and supported. By him so that she can keep breathing and relaxing and relaxing. In the beginning, it's nice if you look into each other's eyes and then just get soft focused in your eyes and just relax. It's great if you can think about syncopating your heartbeats. So you're pulling your heart to heart together a little bit and you're relaxing, you're doing some breathing together and when the man is breathing and the woman is breathing, the man can breathe more shallowly because he often has more lung capacity than she does. And she will breathe more deeply. What, he's want, what he wants to do is he wants to get her breathing slowly and very deeply. So she follows his breath. He sets the pace like, like the Viking oarsman. He's getting her paced really nice and deep breath. And then she is relaxing a little bit more. And sometimes what happens in that relaxation is that some emotions come up for her. She starts to drop into her body and she starts to remember things that she wants to talk about. She wants to let some things go. This could be him too, but ordinarily and more commonly, it's that a woman has some emotional release that needs to happen as she relaxes. He listens, he acknowledges, he doesn't try to do anything. He just hears her and she lets that go and lets that go and then he holds her a little t- more tightly. If you're getting hot and sweaty, I always recommend you wear cotton clothing, both of you. Not, this is not a naked holding because men are scratchy and they get sweaty and clammy and things like that. God love you guys. I mean, for as scratchy and sweaty as you guys are, it's a wonder anybody has sex with you, but you are all incredible. Thank God we do love to have sex with you guys. (laughs) So the cotton t-shirts and the yoga pants are a really nice thing, or the cotton pajamas are a really nice thing for a guy to wear in this particular case. He's pulling her tighter. He's moving his arms. There's no stiffness. It's very loose and relaxed and he can move his hands. And then he can begin to kiss her forehead, kiss her eyelids, kiss her neck a little bit. Stroke her hair from the top to the bottom. Stroke her arms. Stroke down her back. Stroke her legs. He can start moving his hands. And that will relax her even more. It's like he's petting her. It's like he's petting a little furry bunny from the top to the bottom and lifting his hands up, starting at the top down to the bottom. Not the up on the skin, always the top down. You're petting a down the fur, not up the fur. And as she relaxes, what's going to happen as you start to kiss her forehead and as you start to kiss her, she's going to look at you and say, oh, I remember why I love to be in your arms so much. And then she's going to want you to kiss her on the lips. And then you'll go into kissing and fondling and you can start to move into more arousal from there. But that calming of her nervous system, of the co-regulation of the two of you, of the generation of the oxytocin that bonds you together, all of that relaxation sets the foundation for even hotter lovemaking and more orgasmic pleasure. And it doesn't have to go from the hug to sex, but it can if you both want it to. So I really love that soulmate embrace. I I try to get as many of those as I can get. (laughs) It's a real nice dimension on the hugging and holding.
0: And you mentioned massage and that goes back to a A good item and you don't have to, a massage doesn't have to be a one or two hour function. It could be, you know, you're sitting, she's sitting in the chair and I just a quick massage on the shoulders or I know her neck was sore or or whatever. Uh, But I will say this. The one thing that was fantastic about San Antonio is they had a store there called the Sexual Institute. And it was started by a sex therapist. And it was a toy store, seminars. uh, They had, um, there was a thing we went to a couple times called Naked Women Reading. And they were just, just all sorts of events they had there. But if you're a lady encourage your partner to learn, they call it a yoni massage. And there's books and videos. If you're a man, learn it. Do the long one. Do the hour, hour and 15 minutes. If you do that, as you said, the touching and the, the stroking, there's, I've, it, it'll just melt your partner. They'll absolutely love it. And very high likelihood they've never had that done to them before. So from a man's perspective, I can tell you that's one of the, the best things you can learn.
1: Jason, you're just such a good lover. I can really tell you are. And and so sex positive. Yeah, that, that San Antonio community resource for positive sexuality sounds really good. And I wanted to say a little bit more about yoni massage. So yoni is the Sanskrit word for vulva. And vulva is the politically correct word now for vagina. Um, You don't call a woman's genitals a vagina anymore. You call it a vulva. Kind of California hippie people, we like to call them yonis. And then the relative word, the equal word for a man's genitals. And no one's said, don't call it my penis because it also includes my testicles. They're still fine with penis for some reason in the sex world. It's not analogous. But the word for penis in Sanskrit, in our hippie language, is the lingam, L-I-N-G-A-M, lingam, L-I-N-G-A-M. So the yoni and the lingam. And yoni massage is an incredible experience, as is lingam massage. One of the programs that I sell, you know, I'm a, I am a publisher of sex techniques, online Uh, courses that you can watch together as couples. And my top selling program is a program called Steamy Sex Ed. It has both lingam and yoni massage, sensual massage, as well as erotic massage, oral pleasuring techniques and lovemaking techniques and interesting pleasurable sex positions, over 200 advanced techniques that are tantric lovemaking, more of the slow heart connected pleasuring. And it's made for couples to watch together. It's a wonderful video series. And one of the things that I like is that you get really good when you learn, a lot of techniques when you kind of commit to memory 20 or 30 different ways that you can pleasure a yoni or a lingam and then you practice those and you get more confident and then you start touching for you. you kind of get out of the I'm going to do this move and then I'm going to do this move because it comes becomes more embodied and and rote for you and then you start to move into another level of skill which is where you're actually just touching your partner for your own pleasure that you've gotten some mastery at touch and you've gotten so good that you're actually getting your self off, you're turning yourself on. Just pleasuring your own partner when your giving is your receiving, <laughs> and that can be really incredible together when you kind of go back and forth. So the genital massage where you take turns, or it's there's no quid pro quo, and it's just oh, I'll just I'll just rub you tonight. Oh, you know what? I'd like to rub you tonight. That really does a number of things. Number one, it's selfless loving that makes people feel safe. Number two, it does something called engorgement. We really understand that when men have um, a penis that is filled with blood and is erect, his stimulation feels better to him erect than flaccid. Though you can have an orgasm with a flaccid penis, you can masturbate with a flaccid penis, you can rub a flaccid penis, no problem at all. But when there's more blood flow to the penis, that feels more pleasurable. And the interesting thing is that when we were fetuses inside our mommies, we all started out as female. And we all started out with vulvas or yonis. And then p- some of us, depending on the chromosomal scenario, we uh, got bathed in a bath of hormones that converted some of those yonis to lingams or penises. And then we became boys. Some of us became boys. Well, that tissue all started out as exactly the same tissue. And your testicles are our labia. Your scrotal sac is our labial tissue. Your the shaft, the, cl- the tip of your... Your penis is our clitoris. We both have shafts. There's a clitoral shaft, there's a shaft on the penis everything is what's called homologous. We have different parts that are all just packaged. The same parts packaged in two different ways and more than two different ways. There's a wide variety of different uh, genital anatomies, but the one thing they share in common is that they like blood flow. Blood flow is the number one thing to pleasure for most people. So for women who've had a hard time achieving orgasm from penetration or even achieving orgasm of any kind, engorgement tends to be one of the most important things that they need to have that has been missing is that they've been rushing sex or that they haven't gotten enough pleasuring of their genitals with these yoni massages. And so the yoni massage is what the rubbing of the tissue, the touching and rubbing and stimulating of the tissue is what brings the blood in and essentially gives her a clitoral erection. And her clitoris is not just the tip that sticks out, She's got little arms in there, little legs in there. There's a whole little starfish that is the clitoral structure. She also has a urethral sponge, which is erroneously called the G-spot. She also has a perineal sponge on the floor uh, between her vaginal canal and her rectum. All of that is the same erectile tissue that's in a man's penis. So if a man would rather have an erection to make love, a woman should be afforded the same opportunity. And so these massages are so key especially if a man has any kind of erectile dysfunction if he's rushing himself if he's got premature ejaculation if he has trouble maintaining an erection the more massage deep into the buried the buried root of his penis inside his body under his perineum All of that tissue, the more it's engorged, the more he'll be able to have stamina and pleasure as well. So, just the whole notion of couples doing for each other this kind of genital pleasuring really goes a long way in giving ultimately more pleasure to both people.
0: Again, I go back to the thing that. If you're the person in pain and it's a consistent day after day after day item, you you have to compromise and be willing to take care of your partner as well. And that includes maybe something that's as simple as if you're the guy, a massage. And and you do that and you take the expectations off of her that she has to do anything except just receive and then get a good oil, whether it be a, a coconut oil or a avocado oil, uh, which I know you have a, a type that you like. Uh, Whether it be even one of the lubes like an Uber lube or something of that nature, any of those can be used outside, inside, and really make the, the touch that you provide that much better.
1: Yeah, uh, good lube. I like the um, organic coconut oil. Any kind is good. Distilled or fractionated means it stays liquidy. Uh, and that I think is a little bit nicer. And then I like a particular brand of organic avocado oil because a lot of avocado oils that are organic are unrefined and they're green and they'll stain your sheets. But there's a brand on Amazon that I really like. It's called Hobi, H-O-B-E. and Or maybe it's Hobe. I don't even know. <laughs> but I've probably sold millions of bottles of that for them. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, But it's a very nice avocado oil for penetration because it's uh, thicker and more viscous and more glidey than the coconut oil. Um, But They're both nice. And I think they make great lube. I always say, if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, you shouldn't put it in your yoni because it's the same mucosal lining of tissue and it absorbs right into your bloodstream. So, you know, some people like silicon lubricants. I don't even like to use them because they're made from petroleum. So Mm -hmm. God love it. If you want it, you do it. It's your life. And I support you having exactly what you want. I just like organic nut oils.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think having tried the coconut oil and and having the avocado oil 15 seconds in the microwave Mm -hmm. and you know in a bowl and then you just kind of let it you don't apply it right off the bat because you're not trying to base the person you don't want it to hurt them and you just wait and if you can dip your fingers in there and not feel anything uncomfortable then it's fine to start to use and on a good massage if you're if you have the time and you have the wherewithal you're not even going to touch her in any part of her yoni for a good half an hour everything's going to be front back and everything but that so the oil should cool down plenty by then. It makes for a makes for a good time. Make sure that your partner's happy, and then you can go from there.
1: On that note, I think we have just given all the best advice.
0: <laughs> I hope so. You learn that compromise is one of those tools in your in your quiver to help a relationship. It doesn't show weakness. It it's actually. It's a, a gift, exactly. Yeah. So it's very interesting to move through this with my ankylosing spondylitis, and I've, I've said this in other shows, my fusing for the most part is done. My, my severe pain that somebody that's newer is going through is not the same. I'm dealing with the dull after effects. The, the, I, I don't have near the painful days like I did in my 20s, which I know made me a real ass to live with. And there was no compromise. There was just fighting because when you're in that level of pain, you don't want to even think about anything. So for the folks that are listening, if you have a spouse and you're newer to the ankylosing spondylitis game, so to speak, make sure to be very cognizant of their needs. Very because the more you give, even though it seems like when you're in pain, you can't, you can give by learning to hold your tongue. You can learn by learning to compromise. And all of that can go a long way to saving your marriage. And not, and I bring these out to not cover the steps that I've covered, which is to find yourself facing divorces and messy child support cases and all the other fun stuff that comes along with it. So I'd rather play with a yoni versus play with the divorce lawyer. Uh,
1: Agreed. (laughs)
0: uh, You know, I really appreciate everything you've covered with me and with the listeners. I will have links to your website, all the items that you offer, because I I really do believe that having listened to you on other shows and watched your videos online and following your Instagram, I I, I laugh because I never know what's going to pop up. It could be this really just nice coupling and embrace. And then the next thing I'm looking at is a Yoni. And then the, and so I I love it because it just, it's a surprise every day when I open my Instagram.
1: Ah, Well, you're so sex positive. I'm sure that there, there's nothing in there that you wouldn't enjoy.
0: (laughs) No, no, I, I, I'm very
1: educational.
0: Yeah. And I'm, there's no political correctness here. I'm still a knuckle dragger. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> you no, know, it's it's a great Instagram page for anybody with that, and I'll have links to all of that because I think you're just a very, as you said, very sex positive, and take a subject that still way too many people find as taboo or hard to talk about. Yeah, and if you're in your twenties, thirties, you're dealing with a fibro, RA, AS, any of that stuff. The more you talk about sex and are willing to open up about it, shed the, and I don't mean to shed it religion, but shed any type of inhibitions that religion, your parents, anybody put on you, you're only going to make your relationship that much stronger to survive the tough times. So uh, if you have questions for Susan, I'll have links to your website where they can reach out to you through both Instagram and through your products. And I'll have uh, just anything I can find the YouTube channel. I really want to, tell people to watch that because there's just some really good stuff and I look forward to your upcoming videos.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll see what the couples, the healthy couple sex toys videos come out like. Um, Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Better Lover. If you just go to betterlover.com, it takes you right to my YouTube video. And then I'm at Susan Bratton everywhere else. So it's pretty easy to find Susan Bratton. You just have to Google me and you'll find me.
0: (laughs) Yes, and fantastic. You'll see a beautiful young lady with long blonde hair and and so, guys, girls, everybody enjoy, and especially all that Australia trip that you took earlier in the or later last year. That was fantastic to follow you in Australia, you Thank and your you. spouse. So it was a joy.
1: You know, and one more thing, Jason. I just wanted to tell you that uh, I'll give you, I'll give all your listeners the Sexual Soulmate Pact and the Soulmate Embrace. I have them as free gifts. You can download. So you can read them and get the exact instructions, share it with your partner and what have you. And they're just at soulmateembrace.com and sexualsoulmatepact.com, P-A-C-T. So they're available to you. You can just grab them as downloads and enjoy them. Give them to your friends. They're my pleasure to give away.
0: Fantastic. Uh, go right to the show notes of this show. I have right. links to both the websites where they can grab those downloads and uh, follow you on YouTube. And my gosh, I, you have at least Hundred videos, at least 150, I know Chaos a lot. <laughs> a lot.
1: A lot of videos. There's a subject
0: out there, and if if it's not covered, <laughs> let me know. If you think it should be, let her know. Yeah. So, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jason. It's great talking to you, and I look awesome. forward to talking with you in the future.
1: Me too. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: You too.